This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Michael Chabanian, founder of the Kuna Exchange, the largest crypto exchange in Ukraine. Thank you for joining us on Real Vision Crypto. Before we get into the work that you're doing, really becoming one of the largest conduits for donations pouring in from all around the world for your country, tell us, what is your day-to-day like for, for you and your family? Well, I got my uh, family to safety now in Europe, so that, that helps. But the rest is uh, not that much sleep. A lot of uh, communication with the different, uh, let's call it parties. I can't disclose who exactly, but uh, yeah, tense. I would say tense. That's why you, you can tell by my face that I need a bit of sleep and a bit of rest. But later, after we win the war, everyone will sleep. But before we get to the type of work that you're doing, tell us uh, a little bit about your background and how you came to found Kuna Exchange in Ukraine. So the first time I heard about Bitcoin was 2011, January 2011. Um, I didn't believe in it uh, because I thought it was some kind of scam or Ponzi scheme, some of that. So later, I uh, the Bitcoin came back to me and I decided that, okay, if it came to me second time, I have to look into it. It has to be something special. And it appeared to be really special. So since 2013, I don't do anything else apart from uh, Bitcoin, crypto, and blockchain. That's it. That's my full-time passion, job. Um, I don't know what else. You know, It's part of my life, actually. It's like probably 50% of my life, if not more. Uh, and then in 2014, after the uh, uh, revolution, when the government fled the country, I had no obstacles in opening up the OTC exchange, uh, which I did in March 11. Oh, it will be eight years in a couple of days, actually, since I've done it. Um, yeah, so I started the OTC exchange. So um, I, I don't know much of a coding, but uh, I found the uh, website, uh, uh, which you can edit. So it was a template. I uh, used the template and a bit of uh, a bit of coding to add the tickers for the price, and that's it. The uh, the Kuna was live, uh, and then I was just constantly upgrading it. So uh, instead of just being fully manual on the phone, uh, I added the form where you can fill in your address, uh, your card, and it was semi-automatic. Then I hired developers. Uh, we did fully automatic, I connected my personal bank account. And then uh, I did the uh, crowd sale. That was the word before the ICO back in 2015. Uh, I raised some money and uh, with that money, I actually uh, uh, hired more developers and we actually launched the exchange, like the full full exchange with the uh, buy sell options, you know, like smaller versions of a coin base, let's call it that way. And just to give people some background, uh, your exchange had been quite successful and Ukraine had really been 
becoming a crypto hub for the world. That's right. Well, before the war, there was uh, uh, the latest statistics that uh, per capita, we are number one country in the world. Uh, there are a couple of reasons for that. So uh, we had uh, basically two options. The people in Ukraine had two options for the savings. One, um, put your money in the deposit and the uh, uh, the interest rate was approximately 10% and inflation was 10%. But after the uh, deposit, the, the gain on your deposit, the interest that you earn, yeah, there is a tax on that. So by the end of a year, you're actually uh, in the minus. So that was one option for lazy people who can't count the money. The second option was to buy apartments, like similar story as in China. So people were buying apartments and then in the hope of uh, letting them uh, full rent or sell them with the premium. That was the second option. Not really a wise idea, especially now <laughs> since the war started, you know, the, the uh, apartments are pretty much... Um, if it's not useless, but priceless, yeah. From meaning there are no, they don't have any price. It's close to zero. No one wants to buy apartment in the, during the war. And the third option people in Ukraine had was uh, crypto, because we don't have the stock market. We had no access to international stock market. We had no access to international financial services. So the only options were all these three, which I mentioned. So bank deposit, apartments, and crypto. And obviously, a lot of people chose crypto because it's the most decentralized. And as it turned out, and as I told everyone, it's the wisest move because you can go anywhere and crypto travels with you. You have no problems with that. You can convert it. And we now see that even government uses it because that's the only way to actually buy something outside of uh, Ukraine. Because uh, with the cash USD in Ukraine, you can't really do anything. So the commission now goes up to 30, 40%. And you're lucky if you'll be able to buy uh, USDT or Bitcoin either for uh, cash with even commission 30, 40%. Because our banks and our um, country is full of cash USD. You can't really do anything with it. You can't buy anything outside with cash. That's obvious. You have to transfer it out somehow or exchange it for uh, uh, bank um, USD. Uh, so that's that's a brief situation how it works in Ukraine right now. It sounds like the situation already for movement of money wasn't easy before the war. But let's get to the heart of the matter, which is what your company, what Kuna Exchange has been doing to help raise funds, bring donations in from all over the world. There are severe capital uh, limits placed uh, in Ukraine right now. You can't just withdraw money from an, an ATM. So tell us. How much money have you raised so far via Kuna Exchange for Ukraine? So um, we as a Kuna, basically, we act as the crypto bank for the government and for the fund. Uh, because we have, we know how to deal with the crypto. We know what's the, uh, what's the crypto address, how to store crypto, how to exchange crypto to crypto. We know how to exchange crypto to fiat, whether it's in Ukraine or outside of Ukraine. We have a lot of partners. So um, that's why a government approached us after I published uh, the news about my, my fund, like uh, Kuna launched the fund. And then the government read that news and the uh, Minister of Digital Transformation approached me and said, listen, we need to do this on the country level, not just like local level. Uh, so we agreed and we uh, provided the wallets for the government. And uh, now we are like a custodian and crypto bank for the government. <clears throat> that's what we do. And uh, why we need that? Uh, we have lack of um, um, 
US dollars on the bank accounts, which which you can buy something outside of country. And crypto here helps because uh, with crypto, we can easily convert it to US dollars, to euros, wire it wherever we need it, buy wherever we want outside of Ukraine. And that way we help the government. So my function as crypto bank, um, government is uh, is like uh, who is in charge of the fund. So I, I have no relation to the money in this fund. My, my job is very, you know, technical banking, basically, crypto banking, that's it. Well, and, and you mentioned Ukraine's Ministry of Digital Transformation. Uh, this ministry is essentially operating, operating as the crypto ministry for Ukraine. Was this a relationship that you had before or did you have to strengthen this relationship since the war began? No, no. Obviously, we had this uh, relationship before. So when the ministry was uh, established, that was 2019, as I can remember. Obviously, we uh, got to know each other with the minister, with the deputy ministers, and uh, this ministry was actually in charge of uh, um, drafting the law for virtual assets, which we successfully did together. So me, I'm, I'm also the president of Blockchain Association. So our lawyers of uh, association of Kuna were uh, the ones who were drafting the law uh, for the government. And ministry was just like management team organizing everything and making sure everything goes smoothly within the different agencies of a government. So obviously we knew each other and um, it was logical that we just provided help and they said, yeah, let's do it. So it's cooperation. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.